Hello, 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 and welcome to the Greater Is In Me podcast, where each episode is intended to inform, inspire, and influence listeners to fulfill the greatness that exists within. I am your host, P. Sloan Joseph. This podcast is all about my reflections and revelations as a wife, mother, and educator. During our time together, I hope you will learn something from my stories and laugh a little along the way. Stay tuned for today's message. Welcome to episode 50 entitled A is for Accommodations and Affirmations. So I'm going to start with a quote. Students who feel they belong have more positive attitudes about school, academic engagement, and will invest more of themselves in the learning process. And I got this quote from a book that I've read uh, years ago and still kind of reference. It's, it's entitled ELL Frontiers Using Technology to Enhance Instruction for English Learners. And that is by Heather Rubin, Lisa Estrada, and Andrea Honigsfeld. And I will um, link that in the show notes if you would like to look at that resource. And when I think about this quote, I think about my son, Jeffrey. Jeffrey has this natural sense of belonging. Like ever since he's been in school, he's done well academically. He's done very well socially. He really thinks he's the mayor of whatever grade he's in. Like when you drop Jeffrey off, you pick him up. Everyone's like, Jeffrey, come over here, blah, 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 blah. Like he's so very popular. He, he is the mayor of whatever grade he's in. And so that can be good and bad because sometimes we are so social that we get a little off task and then mama and daddy have to pull him back, you know, rein him back in. And it's all good. That's what parents are for. But I want, I often think about the students who don't have that sense of belonging. Um, And this quote kind of brought it to my attention years ago. When you think about the students that, the students that have the most challenges, Oftentimes, those are students who have those accommodations, those 504s, those IEPs, and those ILAPs. And an ILAPS in my, um, in my district is an individual language acquisition plan. So you're talking about students who are considered multilingual, okay? And so I want to make sure we have the language um, together. So um, those students who have accommodations, a lot of times... They don't feel like they belong in the academic setting. They feel fine sometimes in the social setting, but not when when we're talking about academics. And so because they don't feel like they belong, they don't have positive attitudes about being in that environment. And because they don't have a positive attitude, they don't want to engage. And because they don't want to engage, they don't learn. And so when you think about your students who have the biggest challenges, the most referrals, they're getting put out of class the most, they're in ISS the most, that you're having to make those negative phone calls home. If you look at your list that that aligns with that, you're probably also looking at students who have those 504s, those IEPs and those ILAPSes. And so as we continue, we're not going to stop. We're going to continue to focus on teaching and learning We must stop and think about this quote where learning comes at the end of the quote. What the quote starts with is a sense of belonging, which then leads to positive attitudes, which then allows students to want to engage more. And then if they're engaged more, they will learn more. And so it's just a reverse. Okay. So I want us to think about that. The other thing I want us to think about is our accommodations. Are you reading those documents? If you're reading those documents, great. That's knowledge. Are you intentionally thinking about those and applying those accommodations in your lesson plan, your lesson prep, 
and your lesson implementation. Because if you are taking your knowledge, which is the document, you read over the document, and then you are implementing it, you are applying it, that's wisdom. And just thinking about, are you in the phase of knowledge or wisdom? Okay. And if you need some help moving from knowledge to wisdom, please talk to your instructional coach, talk to your administrators, talk to the case managers that wrote those documents to get some clarity so that you are making sure you're providing what students need to succeed, okay? Now, the other A is for affirmations. Just like love languages, students respond to different things. And some of our students who, again, don't feel like they belong, they are our biggest challenge at school, a lot of them don't feel like school is for them. And so they have these negative ideologies on the inside about themselves. They have very low self-esteem as it relates to school. So some of what we need to do is some heart work. H-E-A-R-T, some heart work. We need to affirm those students. That's why A is for affirmations. We need to affirm those students in some of their non-academic things and then increase what we affirm in their academic. So the smallest things, being in class on time, staying focused, asking a good question, even if it's a question, you know, that just is kind of not really aligned, but they're, they're at least paying attention. They're up, they're awake. That might be better than what they used to do. Being on time, if that child has normally not been on time, bringing their supplies when that child normally doesn't bring their supplies, just affirming those students who have the greatest challenges because what we're trying to do is make them feel good on the inside and doing the hard work so then they're willing to engage on the outside and do some hard work for you, okay? So we want to transform their attitudes when we talk about belonging, positive attitudes, engagement, and then learning, starting that from the inside out because people can't give what they don't have. I say that at the end of every one of my episodes. People can't give what they don't have. That's students, that's including teachers. I have to be mindful that some of the teachers that I work with, whether it's at my school or traveling, I have to know what have they gone through? What do they have on the inside? Do they, do they have good self-esteem and a high self-esteem about themselves? Do they really believe that they can move children? If they can't, it doesn't matter how great my strategies are. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I have to spend some of my time starting with affirmation before I can go into information. And so just thinking about the students that you work with, if you're a school leader, thinking about those teachers that need those affirmations to move from affirmation into information. But sometimes we do it in reverse and just being mindful of that. And then also being mindful, like the five love languages that you're giving people what they need to succeed. So some people, they need those public affirmations. Some of them need them privately. Some of them need a verbal affirmation. Some of them need a written verbal um, affirmation. And sometimes it's just a combination of all of that. And so getting to know students. So I know we're only in on day like 14, 15 at my school. We're still in the trusting, the building and establishing of trust and, and getting to know one another. So we don't have it all figured out. So we got to give ourselves grace there as well um, when you're dealing with students or when you're dealing with adults. Um, we also need to be mindful that a lot of our students who need, uh, who have accommodations and need affirmations, those are students that have experienced trauma. If they were to take the ACES training, um, Adverse Childhood Experiences uh, Survey, they probably would have a pretty significant uh, score. And what that causes is a lot of times, some of those uh, traumas that they've experienced, they have experienced are because of bad decisions that adults have made. Things that they just happen to be collateral damage. 
And the truth be told, some of our students' trauma didn't happen outside of school, it happened inside of school. But that's another story for another day. And so what we have to make sure is that we are trauma-informed. And so if you are working with students, if you are working with educators, and you are not reading or attending webinars or conferences or connected to people that are doing trauma-informed work, please do that. Please do that. It has opened my eyes to so many things. And if I'd have known this when I first started 20 plus years ago, I think I'd be further than I am right now. And so I do want to give you some resources uh, about trauma-informed practices, which will help you when you are working with students and teachers that have experienced trauma and they're not getting where you need them to go. Some of it is because you need to understand where they're coming from. And then that'll give you some more information and understanding. And then you can move from knowledge to wisdom. You can apply the right strategies to help them move forward. And I'm challenging myself to do that every day because I work with both students, I work with educators, I work with parents and community members and people from the district level. So I have to make sure that I I have my lens, the correct lens when I am in certain spaces. So for trauma-informed practices, I want to give you two resources. First of all, Google TJ Rumler, R-U-M-L-E-R. I first was uh, exposed to TJ through a TED Talk and then recognized that he was with the district that I teach with and I I sought him out. I made sure as soon as I happened to be in a room with him, I was at a, a PD, I was like, oh my God, he's here. And I, I made sure I went up to him and I introduced him and connected with him because he really helped me to understand and continues to help me to understand what really are trauma-informed practices and that mindset because I think I've mentioned this before, but a lot of the trauma that I've experienced that I've experienced happened after I moved out of my parents' home. My A score as it relates to being in my parents' house is extremely low. It's not non-existent. There was some things there, but most of that trauma that I've experienced in my late teens, early 20s, that was after I left my parents' home. So my default is more of a non-trauma-informed response but I'm working with students and teachers who have experienced trauma. So I have to make sure I shift my mindset and don't go to my default. And I have to work on that every day. I think sometimes people think that's very natural for me and it's not. It's something that I constantly have to work on. Um, I have to check my head and my heart on a daily basis. Um, So TJ Rumbler is the first resource. And um, on the X app, formerly known as Twitter, that's gonna be at TJ Rum. And then also Dr. Melissa Saden or Saden, and I don't know how to say her last name, pronounce it. I've heard it several different ways, but y'all know I really am a stickler for pronouncing people's names correctly. So if I ever meet her again, I'm going to ask her, how do you pronounce your name? Um, But I did meet her once at a conference and she signed my books and I'm really excited about that. So her last name is S-A-D-I-N. Dr. Melissa Saden or Saden. And I will link that in the show notes as well. And so I just wanted to just give you some perspective to inform, inspire, and to influence you to just go into this week with a different mindset. Think about those students that are like Jeffrey that just automatically feel really good about being at school um, or and, and they do really well. And then those students who don't. 
and remembering that all means all and we're servicing all of those students um, because this is the only year they're with us. If they're in your third grade class, this is their only year in third grade and hopefully they're moving on and they'll move on to another teacher at another grade and we want every year to get better and better and better. We want to be proactive in eliminating school trauma, okay? All right, so like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends and then tell your friends to tell somebody else, okay? All right, and then remember to give yourself grace. Grace is intended for you to grow, not to be selfish with it and not to be kind of frivolous like, oh, I'm giving myself grace, so y'all just gonna have to work with me. No, give yourself grace. Make sure you're working on that thing, but give yourself grace and then turn around and give it to somebody else. And then last, but certainly not least, take time each and every day to reflect and reaffirm yourself by saying, greater is in me.